The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. It's the Game Preview Edition getting you ready for another big game tom versus showtime patrick levon mahomes number four looking forward to it here to help me talk about these game. this game is my dear pals first find him on twitter at chief in carolina maddie lane what's good first of all i just want to tell everybody thank you for tuning in after your holidays i hope you guys all had a good one i hope nobody is as hungover as i probably am at this exact moment of listening to this podcast and i hope you guys had a very good thanksgiving and nobody decided to blow up a turkey by trying to deep fry a frozen one now on to the game i think it's just time to put poor old tom out of his misery i think it's just about time that that that, that career is taken out back and just ended it's over Patrick Mahomes is the perfect person to put the final nail in the coffin. Craig, what say you? I say the exact same thing. I am ready to attempt to beat the brakes off of the Buccaneers. I want the Chiefs to have an all-around good performance against a team that everybody thinks is good, and we can squelch some of these arguments. I'm ready to get to Sunday. But do good teams lose to the Bears? That's a really great question. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. I don't want to say it sucks. It's just a lot for all of us to go from Chiefs Raiders coming off of bye on Sunday Night Football straight into Tom versus Pat. Like, that's a lot. I don't care if Tom looked like garbage last week. It's still Tom versus Pat to me. Three offensive storylines, three defensive storylines. That's how we do this show. We start on offense, and I think the first question we got to ask, do the Chiefs even try to run the football against a good Buccaneers run defense, Matthew? No, and I don't know why anyone would try. This defense is excellent versus the run. They do put out some personnel. They do go a little bit out of their way to try to stop the run. They do not like to be run on. But they just have really good personnel to stop the run. They have two relatively powerful defensive ends that hold contain. Their defensive tackles, their interior guys are big, strong, and stout. And they do an amazing job keeping their fast linebackers clean. Let them run sideline to sideline. I really don't think there's a need 
to try to really pound the football against the Buccaneers. If they're giving it to you, sure, take it. I really do like what I saw the Chiefs doing with the outside run game with the pitches and then mixing in some duo, some like gap power runs behind it. I do think that fits the Chiefs personnel better. Use your running backs, which are more talented than your offensive linemen, to beat an extra player. Don't rely on your offensive linemen to block everybody. So I like where they're heading. I just don't know if this is the week where you really try to expand on that. Yeah, I, I think people have like tried to read into Vitave being out. Guys, they're still really good against the run, even without him. Levante David, Devin White are excellent linebackers. Like Maddie said, they're kept clean. They get to play fast. They get to flow to the ball. They they are outrageously good. This is not the game where you're going to try and get out there and try and establish the run, especially between the tackles. You might see a little more jet motion. You might see a little bit more, you know, trying to get to the outside a little more, even though they've got those fast linebackers. That's where you could maybe find some success. But frankly, trying to line up and pound it in between the tackles against this group and with the Chiefs offensive line the way that it is, that's just kind of a recipe for disaster this week. See what see what happened to the Rams. It didn't matter what kind of runs. I mean, outside, inside, um, Devin White was wreaking havoc, uh, making some plays behind the line of scrimmage. They're making some plays out of the edges on jet sweeps in the run game um, against the Rams. There's a lot of you know they, they they were not having a lot of success. And you've got the best player in the world. I don't know why you don't just go out and sling it, especially since they've had as much success as they have. It has not been balanced as much recently and that's been kind of enjoyable frankly uh so let's see what happens uh with this game against a very good run defense uh another question we got to ask because there was not a ton of explosive plays uh last uh, last time the the chiefs went out and played can the chiefs get the vertical pass game going maddie You hope so, but what you've seen the last few weeks now from the Chiefs, and you've seen it from multiple different teams that have played them, they go out of their way to take away kind of the deep passing. They go out of their way to take the stuff over the top away from the Chiefs, and I love seeing that the Chiefs are willing to go out there, take everything under 10 yards, do so on time, put the ball in playmakers' hands so that they can produce yardage after the catch. If you can show that you can do that consistently, something the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs hadn't really done. Teams that made them play that way have found success. They just put up a very easy big chunk of points against the Raiders trying to do that. They've done it to other teams so far this year. You keep doing that, you're going to open up the deep shots. I do think the Buccaneers defense plays a little bit more aggressive than that. I don't think they're going to play just soft shells. I don't know if they're going to give you a ton of chances, but there will be times where you're going to get man coverage. There will be times when you get single high safeties, and if you want to take your chance, they'll put Carlton Davis. They'll put Sean Murphy Murphy bunting on an island versus your receivers. You just got to take your shots and you got to win them. I hope the Chiefs can hit them. It's been a while since they've had the really big explosive downfield passing game. This might be one of their last chances on the year where you don't get a team playing a lot of soft coverage. Yeah, uh, the Buccaneers' corners are ridiculously aggressive as well. They will bite on underneath stuff. You could double move the hell out of these guys. Maybe not Carlton Davis. He has been legitimately good this year. But Sean Murphy bunting, Jamel Dean is probably out with a concussion, but he was another guy that bit on everything. Ross Cockrell is probably going to be his replacement. That's not the same kind of athlete that Jamel Dean is, so that might be a matchup that uh, that McCall Hardman, working out of the slot, can can kind of capitalize on a little bit with his vertical speed. And like Maddie said, 
with those safeties kind of coming downhill a little bit more, being pretty aggressive against the pass. I think the Chiefs might be able to hit up over the top a couple of times. If Mahomes and whoever he's attacking can dial it up, there may be some explosive plays on offer. I do think at the same time, yes, these guys will bite. Um, I'm not going to disagree with that. But also, I don't think, funnily enough, I think comebacks are there too. It's kind of weird, but... Frankly, like anything with a vertical threat, these guys are very long, linear athletes, forcing them to change direction. And maybe part of the reason they are so aggressive driving on balls and susceptible to double moves is because they know they have to account for maybe not the most elite change of direction compared to some other guys. Um, so, you know, I think you can hit them with comebacks and curls. This uh, threat, especially Tyreek Hill. Like, I think this could potentially be a big Tyreek Hill game. Um, I think he might be able to. I don't. I don't think. He, I don't think he's a good matchup for these guys. Obviously, they can try to get up and press, and yes, they can run a little bit. But I think ultimately, Tyreek Hill is going to do too much on that vertical plane that's going to create problems for those guys. Uh, all right, final one on offense. Pass pro held up pretty good last week. Can they do it again, Craig? Yeah, that's that's going to be a big question because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are excellent at rushing the passer. They can bring it in waves. They've got good pass rushers on the outside. They have, frankly, been able to dominate a lot of teams outside of maybe the Saints that, that uh, they've gotten behind the line of scrimmage. They've affected the quarterback drastically. We know that the Chiefs are a little bit weak on the edges. Eric Fisher being back definitely helps that. If they choose to go with Mike Rimmers on the outside instead of you know somebody else moving some stuff around, Martinez Rankin may be coming back. Who knows what the actual lineup is going to be there, but whoever it is is probably a downgrade from what the Chiefs need against this pass rush. I think that the Buccaneers can get home and Frankly, that's a little terrifying because I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to want to go deep. I think it can be there. He's just going to need the time to do it. Well, the part for the Chiefs protection was pretty good versus the Raiders, but they didn't really have any electric or dynamic speed rushers off the edge. There was nobody to really challenge Mike Rimmers or Eric Fisher. They didn't even put Max Crosby on Rimmers like more than one rep the entire game. The Buccaneers... Shaquille Barrett's top 10, maybe even top five in the NFL in QB hurries, QB pressures this year. He's not playing quite as good as he did last year, but he's still been very good. William Golston's provided a relatively solid pass rusher across from him along with Jason Pierre-Paul. So they have some guys that can get pressure off the edge. But without Vita Vea, they are missing a little bit of a push on the interior. And Dominic Sue's a list too inconsistent as a pass rusher at this point in his career. I mean, even same thing with William Golston when he's kicked inside. So there is some space to step up into the pocket. We just know that's not where Patrick Mahomes loves to do. He'd rather escape on the outside. So he's going to have to trust Rimmer. He's going to have to trust Fisher to push some of these edge guys deep and make throws from the pocket. But I think it'll be there. I think this is a step up from the Raiders pass rush, but I don't think it's anywhere close to what they're about to see in a couple weeks when they play the Saints or some other teams later on in the playoffs. Like this is a good bridge gap as you're ramping up an offensive line's getting used to playing with one another. So if they play as good as they did against the Raiders against this team, that's a really good sign. I think the story about if you're going to be able to hit those pat those double moves that we're talking about, it's going to fall on your ability to to hold up in protection, you know, for Patrick Mahomes and if not, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. I mean, that's that's the storyline. You know, if you, if you want to try to hit some of that stuff down the field, you got to be able to hold up in protection. If not, you're going to have to get a little bit more creative. 
you know, maybe Tyreek Hill's running away. Maybe he's underneath. You know, maybe he's running away from some of these guys in coverage. Um, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how that ultimately goes down from a from, from a perspective outside matching up. I know I'm going back to the pass game, but that's really ultimately what this is all about. Is if you can hold up enough for the passing game to do some things down the field, I think I think there's going to be some opportunities there. This might be a team that doesn't play necessarily as soft as other teams do to try to you know try to do you know operate the same way that you've seen teams try to match up against the Chiefs. All right, players to watch. What you got, Craig? I'm going with Martinez Rankin. He's coming back this week. I I think we all expect him to slot in at the left guard spot. But again, like I said, when Mitchell Schwartz went out last year, Martinez Rankin was the guy to kick over to that right tackle spot. I'm interested to see where he's going to line up, but I do expect him to come in and crack the starting lineup. They have been uncomfortable with the with the starting offensive line so far this season there's been lots of swapping lots of moving guys around I know some of that's injuries some of that is performance I expect that between Rimmers and between Rankin one of those guys is going to be at the left guard spot one of those guys is going to be a right tackle I'm just curious to see where Rankin is I think we're all anticipating that he can come in and help shore up the line this is the way that we hope the season finishes because Martinez Rankin can help answer some interior offensive line or right tackle questions for the Chiefs if he finishes this end of the season pretty strong. My guy to watch is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think I've mentioned this a couple times since the Raiders game. To me, it looked like the Chiefs were putting a little bit more pressure on the running backs, and specifically Clyde because he got most of the reps, but they put more pressure on the running backs on some of their run plays. They ran a lot more duo, a lot more man or gap kind of blocking schemes, which means the running back has to make the Mike linebacker wrong. It's There's not someone dedicated to go find him and search him out to block him. It's up to the running back to make him wrong, to bring him into a blocker, and Clyde did a really Really good job of that. I think that allows the offensive line to focus more on the trenches to land their double teams to create movement. I love that idea. When you're dealing with an offensive line that hasn't been performing excellent, put more responsibility on the more talented players, your running backs. I think Clyde's going to keep getting the majority of the touches, the targets out of the running back room. And maybe this is a week where you get him involved in the passing game. I've said that about 18 times this year, and we haven't even played that many games and it hasn't (laughs) happened. But even if not, I think there's going to be three to four runs in this game that are going to be pivotal. And if he can make somebody, if he can make something happen, I think it'll go a long way in keeping the Buccaneers defense true and honest, which will allow the passing game to really open up. Full disclosure, we're recording this on Wednesday night because we aren't going to record on Thursday night because that would be crazy. We we love our families too much to do that. So we're recording this on Wednesday night. So if something dates itself a little bit in the 48 hours between when we record this and when it airs, apologies. Um, I'm going with Sammy Watkins here. Uh, it looks like he was a full participant on Wednesday. Uh, Tyreek Hill in, in indicated that he made a sick catch. Uh, in the game, or in practice, I'm sorry, on Wednesday. When Sammy Watkins is healthy, and he's one of the 30 best receivers in the National Football League, uh, and probably his peak is better than that. In fact, it is better than that. Playoff Sammy's a legitimate thing. There are times, even this year, when he looked extremely explosive after the catch with the ball in his hands. A lot uh, to like about you know when Sammy Watkins has been healthy. There's been some really positive things this season. I don't think that's going away when he's healthy. Let's find out if he's healthy. Let's find out if he can stay healthy for a stretch run. This is a big, big stretch for this football team. 
from here on out, all the games are pretty important. Hoping to get that one seed, hoping to make a run in the playoffs. Sammy Watkins, his presence on the field is significant for this football team. If they can get him back in a, a significant capacity, this team's going to go a long way. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the defensive side of the football right after this. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Previewing Chiefs Bucks on Sunday, and we just got done talking about the offense. Time to talk about the defense. Craig, here's one thing I was watching. I was I'm, t- I'm just gonna tell you, I was watching the game. Uh, I was watching Bucks Rams, and I was watching the the Buccaneers desperately try to give Tom Brady easy completions because he stinks now, and. They were trying to throw these little slip screens, these now screens, a variety of screens out on the edge to guys like Chris Godwin. For And all I could think about is they're going to do this against the Chiefs and they're going to force this football team to tackle. Yeah, that's that's 100% going to happen, and they should, based on how the Chiefs have been tackling the past couple of weeks. Arguably the best tackler on the team recently has been Charvarius Ward. On the outside. So running these slip screens gets Ward, you know, kind of walled off. And you're running into Dan Sorensen. You're running into Tyron Matthew. You're running into some slower chasing linebackers. You're going to see guys like Chris Godwin catch these and be able to run through the middle of the field. Yes, they're going to have to run through some guys. But based on what the Chiefs have done recently, they've not tackled well. And that... That goes for everything. It's not just these wide receivers that they're going to struggle with. It's going to be Ronald Jones. It's going to be Leonard Fournette. They just haven't tackled particularly well. And then you're going to go up against some guys that are good yak guys. You know, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. These are guys that can run through tackles. The Chiefs have to fix this. And I don't think that there's, you know, any sort of switch that they can flip or anything like that. I think it's going to be a progressive positive change. If there is one at all this year, this could be a really rough outing for the chiefs simply because they've struggled so much to bring guys down in open field. And this is going to be a group that's going to target that. And that has a bunch of guys that can do it ridiculously well. And I mean, the one thing I will say is if you're throwing a bunch of screens, you're kind of funneling the ball, if you're throwing bubble screens at least, towards the Chiefs' best tacklers, which is Breland, which is Ward, which is Rashad Fenton. Like, 
those might be your three most consistent tacklers on the team. So I almost feel comfortable if you're going to try to throw the ball out there and let them tackle you rather than challenge these linebackers or safeties to come up and make a tackle at this point in time, which is sad. But that's almost the point we've gotten. This Buccaneers team, they're not hitting on anything deep. Everything they do is underneath right now. And if you're not going to bring down these receivers after they catch the ball, it's going to be a long day of them moving the chains, of them moving the sticks. You're going to need the safeties. You're going to need the linebackers to make the tackles when they have a chance. If you get your hands on a guy, you need to bring him down. You can't let him slip by. You can't let him cut behind you because they're dynamic players. I mean, all these guys can take a pass 60, 70 yards for a touchdown if you miss just one tackle. You can't do that. you got to be sure of what you're trying to do right now. Hopefully the Chiefs are able to fix whatever has been going on in the water right now that has created this issue. I just don't see, like Craig said, a quick fix for this. You just have to hope that the attitude, the mentality just slowly starts to change a little bit more physical, a little bit more downhill, and guys just start wrapping up at the end of some of these hits. All right, one of the things that you got to do against Tom Brady is generate interior pressure. The Chiefs haven't generated pressure, period, recently. But interior pressure specifically has got to be something you're looking out for when you're trying to face an aging Tom Brady, Craig. Yeah, Tom Brady folds like a wet cardboard tube when there's pressure around him, and he doesn't navigate the pocket particularly well anymore. He's a guy that was excellent at it for a very, very long time, and he struggled with it this season. Even Derek Carr and Teddy Bridgewater were able to evade some of these interior pressures, things like that, in the past couple games. I don't think Tom Brady's going to have that sort of ability to get out of the pocket, to make plays with his feet. I think that this is actually going to be a little bit easier for the Chiefs' interior pressure. I think that Chris Jones may not need that second defensive end to step up to force Tom Brady. He might be able to bring him down a time or two just on a good pass rush, and that's needed because, frankly, the Chiefs have to do that if they want to slow down this Bucks team. We've been saying it now for weeks and weeks and weeks. Guys have to win their one-on-ones. Guys have to get into the backfield because this secondary is not full of guys that are stud cornerbacks. I you know, the safety play is a little bit down from last year. They have to be able to pressure the ball because when quarterbacks are sitting back there, they're able to pick all this apart and Tom Brady is perfectly capable of it even if he's Kind of washed now. He's still perfectly capable of ripping the Chiefs secondary wide open if the Chiefs can't pressure him up the middle. And this is a good game. I mean, to get some interior pressure, even if Ali Marpet can play, but especially if he can't, I mean, Ryan Jensen, A.Q. Shipley, and then Alex Kappa right now, like that's not a murderer's row of an interior offensive line. Chris Jones, Tershawn Wharton should be able to get pressure up the middle. And something that Derek Carr used to be like this, and he hasn't been versus the Chiefs, but something that plays into the Chiefs' hand, Tom Brady has zero interest in escaping the pocket to the outside. He wants nothing to do with rolling east to west. He wants to step up. He doesn't want to drift. He is going to live within eight yards to the line of scrimmage, right there kind of in the middle. His foot speed's dwindling. He does not like contact. If you can force him to step up, it doesn't even have to be a great pass rush on the outside, but if you can force him to step up into that pocket, he does not want to leave it. So this could be, should be a very big game for that interior pass rush. They will need to make it hard for him. They can't let him get comfortable there. They do have to get the pressure and stay in their lanes. You can't be crossing the entire formation and getting pushed out of the middle of the pocket. Stay between the B gaps if you're an interior rusher. Get your pressure up the middle because that's where you're going to affect Tom Brady. 
I hope that we see Chris Jones, Tershawn Wharton, Tano Passigno when he kicks inside. I want to see all these guys get some pressure because I think this is a game where they really should be able to do it. 100%. And noticeably, like altering his path, altering his plan uh, has shown to be um, super impactful. I was watching this game against the Rams and it's just like small little things forcing him to adjust a little bit and try to throw remotely athletically. And he's just missing easy throws in the flat. Um, he's, he's laying balls short because he had to alter his plan slightly. It doesn't take that much. Um, you know, and if you do that, especially, you know, especially laterally, if there's any kind of lateral adjustments, it's not been pretty for Tom Brady. So you, if you can get that interior pressure, force him to move a little bit off his spot, good things are going to happen for this football team. Uh, and, the, and, and the pressure will be impactful enough that you know he's going to give you some easy incompletions. That's a statement I've never made or I've never used before, but I kind of like it. That's, that's what it is. Uh, okay, one of the questions that we kind of have about this game, Maddie, can the Chiefs play single high with all the kind of weapons that they present? Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Bray. Like, that's a lot of weapons. And just about all those guys, besides Gronk at this point in time, can get vertical on you. All those guys can beat you deep. Fortunately for the Chiefs, Tom Brady is the one that has to try to complete throws to them, which he simply cannot do for the last month. His last month of football, he cannot complete a ball downfield. I think the corners have to play a little patient here. They can't get too handsy downfield. Make the ball be perfectly thrown because anytime you play a Tom Brady team and you touch a wide receiver downfield, it's going to be defensive pass interference. I think you've seen that. Play patient if you're the corners. You can't have Bashad Breeland getting three to four penalties. You can't have Charvarius Ward getting a handful of penalties. I would actually, if I were the Chiefs, almost consider playing a lot of trail technique, maybe some cover two trail instead of trying to you know, stay even on stuff and top things. Play behind it. That way, if Brady tries to underthrow the ball, you're in good position. You have a little bit of help over the top. You know, you have to mix it up, but I would absolutely challenge Brady to throw the ball deep. Make Tom Brady play like Derek Carr has against the Chiefs. Make him do it because I just don't know if he can do that right now, especially if you have Chris Jones and Tershawn Wharton getting just even the slightest bit of pressure on him up the middle. And see, that's the thing. The Chiefs corners are significantly better when the Chiefs are playing with split safeties over the top. It allows them to play in trail technique. It allows guys like Brashad Breland. If you remember the Patriots game last year that he coned off and tricked Tom Brady into trying to float a ball out into the flat and he picked it off. That's the type of situation that you want uh, Charvarius Ward, that you want Bashad Breland, that you want Legereus Need playing in. But the Chiefs, when they've come up against some of these power run heavy teams, feel like they need to put that extra guy in the box because, frankly, their nickel run defense sucks. So they drop that safety down in the box, add another guy in there, and they end up playing with these single high coverages. And when they do that, they have to trust their corners to stay on top of some of these routes. That's just going to be difficult for them to do against this set of weapons. Now, Matt's right. Tom Brady is not hitting them down the field at all, and I hope that the Chiefs can get into more of these third and long situations, come up with the stops that they were getting early in the early downs against the Raiders, force them into these second and third and longs where they can go to those two high coverages when they're not worried about Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette being able to tee off and run the ball as well as they can. 
This is where the Chiefs really need to win on first down. If they can get away with playing single high on first and second downs, I think that this is a big, big benefit for the Chiefs because then they'll switch to those two high coverages, let the corners eat. The run defense was not a problem against the Raiders. Like I think I said 3.4 yards per carry against the Raiders. It was just pass defense, timeliness of the pass defense was really poor. Um, obviously, the Buccaneers present a lot of problems for this football team. Um, and like Eric said, earn the right, earn the right to rush the passer in the late downs. Good things will happen for this football team. Be curious to see if the Bucks do try to come out early and throw in the football. Maybe get the Chiefs uh, into heavier personnel and try to f- throw the football. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Um, all right, players to watch. Who you got, Craig? It's Chris Jones. I think, like I said earlier, Tom Brady's a little bit of a sitting duck in the pocket. Chris Jones was able to get a couple good pressures on Derek Carr, but like Maddie had pointed out in the mailbag earlier this week, Carr was able to easily escape the pocket because there wasn't a credible defensive end threat. Then when Frank Clark would turn around and do it, there wasn't an interior pressure threat either. They just didn't match up. I think that Chris Jones can win on the inside without that defensive end having to contain Tom Brady. I think that he can make a bigger impact simply because Tom Brady's not going to be able to move out of the pocket. So those rushes that you saw with hands in the face of Derek Carr are things that he can finish this week. I think that this is a game where he can get going. We can start trying to talk about how the pass rush is getting some consistency and some momentum. And, you know, it would just be nice to play against this immobile quarterback and be able to hit him like crazy up the middle with Chris Jones because everybody wants to see it and everybody wants that to happen for the Chiefs this week. My player to watch is in a similar mold. I'm going with Frank Clark, and I've used him a few times this year, and I'm a huge fan of Frank Clark, but I've been a little critical of his game as of late because it's been a while since he's been he's been effective. He's not playing the same way that I'm accustomed to seeing Frank Clark play, especially going back to the playoffs last year or his Seattle tenure, and I want that guy back. I think he looked good. He looked explosive versus the Raiders, but like we just said, He was going up against a good left tackle, so when he did get pressure, there didn't seem to be any interior help. There didn't seem to be the defensive end working across from him to kind of help Derek Carr not just escape easily. And then there was too many times where he just got washed away. I think against Donovan Smith, the left tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's a tackle that's good enough to stop. He can shut out average pass rushers. He can get beat like a drum against good pass rushers. This is a kind of good barometer test. Donovan Smith's going to give you opportunities. He's going to make mistakes in his set, his technique. He's going to give Frank Clark opportunities to get quick, easy, clean pressure. You really want to see Frank Clark take advantage of that, especially if Chris Jones and Wharton get working up the middle early on. Tom Brady will be hesitant to step forward. That makes it even easier for Frank Clark, who I do think's pass rush gets better as the game goes on. So I would, I'm looking for Frank Clark to kind of take over this game a little bit in the second half and really start beating Donovan Smith like a player of Clark's caliber should do. My guy to watch is LeJarrius Sneed. Just kind of curious to see if his snap count increases. Obviously, we saw Rashad Fenton take a few of his opportunities away from him. I don't think it's going to be LeJarrius Sneed outside this week. I do wonder if you get him on the field a little bit more than you saw this week, though. Um, I'm wanting to continue. Like I, This is just a guy. It's not just for this season. It's for the future of this football team. I want to see as much of LeJarrius Sneed as I possibly can. Um, It may not necessarily be specific to this game that I'm so desperate to see him. I just want to see more of it and kind of get an idea of 
how he's progressed um, and what, you know, has kind of happened since we last saw him uh, with a significant sample size on the field at the beginning of the season. All right, guys, prediction time. What we got? You know, you don't have to worry about us all picking a blowout, so cool it, everybody. Um, the the way that the Chiefs can win this game is by pressuring Tom Brady and by protecting Patrick Mahomes. Like Those are the two ways to do it because I think Mahomes and the weapons will be able to create against this secondary. I think that there are explosive plays on the table, and I think that they can hit him. Conversely, as long as you don't let Tom Brady get into a rhythm, you've seen how that looks against the Rams, against the Saints. He has wilted completely. Unfortunately, I don't think either one of those things is going to happen. I think that there's going to be a come down from the Raiders game a little bit. I frankly, as the defensive you know, film analyst for Arrowhead Pride, I, I don't trust the defense right now. And so I don't trust that the pass rush is going to show up in the way that we want it to. If that happens, I expect that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be able to hang with the Chiefs. And that's right. I'm picking the Chiefs to lose this game 34 to 31 to the Bucs. Coward. So... <laughs> I am not taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs 38 to 31. I think the first half will be close. For as much stuff as we said negatively about Tom Brady and how he's not playing that great this year and how you can turn him essentially into a very bad quarterback, I think to start this game, he'll be quick. He'll be clean. He'll be crisp with short throws underneath, kind of picking the Chiefs defense apart. I think it's that second half. I think in the second half, the Chiefs pass rush does start to land home. Some of those plays that were just working based on timing start to get disrupted by interior pressure, by Frank Clark, by Steve Spagnuolo adjusting at halftime. I think the Chiefs kind of dominate the second half. And while the score is only a one-score game, I don't think it's going to be that particular close. I think the Chiefs do pull away comfortably in the second half. I expect Patrick Mahomes and this offense to just keep on rolling against this Buccaneers defense. I don't think this Buccaneers pass defense is playing great right now. I would be surprised to not see this game end up at least as a shootout, but I got the Chiefs coming out on top, like I said, 38-31. to 31. Yeah, I uh, I do think that this is going to be a real rough day for the defense. And I think this is going to be a close football game. Um, you know, I, I think... You know, I think one team has the GOAT and one doesn't. Patrick LeVon Mahomes scores 38 points on Tom Brady, who scores 33. It isn't enough. And he evens the series up between the two at two games apiece. That's going to do it for the game preview edition of the AP Laboratory. Hope you all had a fantastic holiday. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're thankful for you. And we will be back with the post-game show later in the week. Catch you later.